Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public... The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike like some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Rashawn McDonald, I got the thumbs up. Thumbs up means I should start talking. It was like a thumbs up that was kind of like had motion attached to it. So that means that get started now with energy. Rashawn McDonald, welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest um, from the Windy City of Chicago. I spent uh, five years up there uh, where I created and executive produced Steve Harvey's talk show up in Chicago. So I know about Chicago, the coal of Chicago, the food of Chicago, and now we're about to talk about a bar mitzvah legend in Chicago. Uh, he's a native of Chicago's West Side. He is the founder and CEO of Flow Entertainment, an interactive entertainment company. He's also a recording artist with Level Next Music, an established songwriter, music producer, and the founder of the KWOE Hope Foundation. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Kareem Wells. What's up? What's up, y'all? What's up? My what's man, you're going to come up with the what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up. Check, mic, mic, check, mic, mic, check, right, mic, check. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you did that to me, Kareem. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? You sound like a Southwest Airlines commercial. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good, brother. How you doing? How you doing? I, I'm morning? really good, and welcome to Atlanta. You also heard on uh, Sirius XM, which is... Um, HBCU campuses and Howard University campus. You also heard on iHeartRadio podcast. 
So, and also, if you have Alexa, just say Money Making Conversation, and you'll pop on in somebody's house right now. That's how we do like it at Money Making Conversation, sir. Now, I like that a lot. Well, tell me what you're doing in your life right now. You know, we're going to expose you to my brand. My brand is about, is a female-dominated brand. It's a, it's a brand that, that wants about entrepreneurship, and that's what you lead. You're an interesting uh, lane of entrepreneurship, and I wanted to bring you on my show just to talk about your personality, talk about your background, talk about uh, the things that inspire you to be great. Because I have to say you're being great because you're doing, you're having success in a very unique field. So talk to us. Well, um, actually, uh, as you said before, I am the uh, owner of um, Flow Entertainment, which is an interactive uh, entertainment company. We specialize in DJs, dancers, MCs, musicians, sound, lighting, staging. Um, we mainly do uh, private events. Uh, one being bar mitzvahs. Uh, they call me the king of the mitzvahs. Um, I book out three to four years in advance. Um, and it's, and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing just to be able to go out and do something that you love uh, with kids, you know, and their families. Great, great, uh, good. Three years <laughs> in advance. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Only thing I know is three years in advance are tickets to the Giants game, to the Packers game. And the Bears game to get season seat, season tickets. Yeah. So you telling yeah. me how many events do you do a year, and um, just to just to bring everything into perspective. Uh, well, I have I have a team of team of uh, thirty six people that can go out and and do these parties. So in the in the Jewish community, I have you know a bar mitzvah which is for a boy, and a bat mitzvah which is for a girl, mm-hmm. and. They have to. They, they start at an early age to start uh, reading from the Torah and learning the Torah. Uh, it's a religious thing, so it starts when they're you know ten years old, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. So they get those you know eight, nine, ten years old, and they get those dates early. They get them early to do the, cel- the actual celebration. They have the service during the day usually, and then at night, at Saturday night, they have a celebration. It's a coming of age uh, event. A it, it's a good deed. Do the religious duty as a commandment, so they have to do these things. And when they do it, they celebrate at night, and and we provide that entertainment. We provide that interactive entertainment. And so, in order to get me, in order to get the company, you have to call us early because you know um, we go all over, not just in Chicago, but we you know here in Chicago, they get it's a, it's just a lot of parties. So we do anywhere from you know a hundred and you know. 100 plus, like, you know, 130, 140 parties um, a season. And a bar mitzvah season is from, uh, like, the third week of August right. all the way until June when the kids go away to camp. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an amazing ride. This isn't something that I, I would have ever thought that I would be doing, that, right. I you know, that I would have found a niche for and, 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 and to create uh, a special way of doing it, you know, um, What's not just what, what makes you, what makes your brand so popular and engaging? Because you know, first of all, congratulations. Let's get that out the Thank way. Thank you. And secondly, you're you. taking advantage. You're taking you've taken advantage of an opportunity, and then like and and then it didn't magnify it. But you used to have a staff of thirty six people. So obviously, your business is a profitable business. So yeah. Okay, you did your first one, and then all of a sudden. How did the second one come about, and how did you eventually realize I'm on to something? Well, you know, um, the, the first the first party I ever did, I was 
call because the, the company at the time, they were short of dancing. And one of my half-brothers, he called me up and was like, you know, he knew I could dance. He was just like, man, we need somebody, you know, right away. He knew I was close in the area. So I went over there, got over there, and and, and I get there, and it's inside of this big nightclub. You know, they, were in, they t- took over the entire nightclub, ran right. out the entire place. Right. And I get there, and I look on stage, and I'm just like, what is it, like his 50th birthday or something? Like, you know, what is it? He, he said, no. He pointed to, to, the, to the young man and was like, it's his party. And I was just blown away. Like, I couldn't believe that it was a 13-year-old kid's party with, you know, all those adults, all those kids singing and, and dancing. And I just could not believe it. I was, I was blown away. I didn't, I didn't really know anything about, Bob you know, a bar mitzvah mm-hmm. or anything in the Jewish community. You know, I, I really didn't. And it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And then... I put in put in a little little research to find out what it was really about, and when I learned that it wasn't just about throwing a big party, it was about a commandment, you know, from God, a big a religious duty that the, you know, a good deed that the kid had to do. This was something that was a part of their um, religion, and I thought that was beautiful. I thought it was amazing to celebrate a coming of age party that way. You know, I, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was you know like like what I like to say today. It was a party with purpose. It wasn't just like okay, you know, a sweet sixteen. You know, I get it. You know, it's super sweet sixteen. But this is something you can only do one time with a kid. You know, um, and it you know it truly it wasn't always like this for me. It, it wasn't you know I didn't I didn't it wasn't always called the king of the mitzvahs. I had no idea that I would be doing you know private events the way that we're doing them. Um, no, no, hold up, no, hold up, no, no, because I can't let you miss steps now. Okay, you came in as a <laughs> Uh, 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 as a dancer, okay, you're a dancer now. You now you're not the king of the bar mitzvah yet. You know you're nah. you're a, you're a last second dancer now. Okay, yes, I was the last. I was I was like a, I was a, I was an emergency call. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's let's go back to the second one. Okay. So so now you you the star. So go to the steps here, so my my fan base can understand how you just took a concept, an idea, and a, right. let's say it a blessing. You took a blessing, a blessing. Yeah, and yeah. built Let's on call it. it that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the first party I did the party, uh, people were excited. I um, by that by that Monday, it was a Saturday. By that Monday, I get a call from the owner at the time of that company, and he said, "You brought something different." And he's like, "You brought some, you know, you brought something different to the to the table." And he's like, "So people request you, the people that were there, we're doing some of their parties, and their kids." Okay, like okay, correct, correct, correct. You just came in as a dancer, dude. Okay, yeah. what were you doing, man? The worm on the floor, the snake, the, <laughs> no, the no, bunny hop. No. What were you doing, man? No, no, <laughs> you, you you a party you a party starter. Like you you hyping the crowd up. Like okay. Dance, okay, dancing with them. They were doing like follow along stuff at the okay. time. They were doing oh, like okay. you know okay. three steps to the left, three steps to the right. It was that kind of thing. But with okay. energy, you know, I brought like okay. A, so you was a hype master. Soul. You was a hype master. Yeah, yeah, we're hyping the crowd up with mm-hmm. the MC. The MC, the MC had the mic. And right. the dancers were literally dancing with the people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have about four to six dancers, sometimes eight. You're out there and you just hyping the crowd up. And, right. You know, singing with the kids. They did right. at the time, they did a lot of what we call follow along dancing. Like, you know, just movement, energetic movement. Right. You know, right. interactive, energetic movement is what I like to call and it. So, what, it, what um, really stood out was that you was friendly and you were, uh, you were very accommodating to the young people. Made them feel yeah. at home. All this is called yeah. customer service, everybody. You know, yeah, you went yeah. beyond the call of duty. <laughs> I, I, try yeah. I try to break this stuff down. I try to break this stuff down to people. And you know what? They really like what's what's interesting is they really love 
you know, I'm going to just call it what it was. They loved my swag. Like, I came, baseball cap on, you know, I was dressed still nice, you know, in all black, because you got to dress, you know, wear all black. We came, we were, you know, I had that type of attitude of, I'm just going to have fun. I was excited, too. And, that's, and that probably showed, too, because I had never seen anything like that. Right. And we're dancing to the hottest music. They were listening to everything that the kids in the hood would be listening to. It wasn't right. like, oh, we privileged kids and we listen to this. No, they listened to the same music, and they turned it all the way up to it. So I was just excited and engaged. And when I did that, and, and you know, I had a different style, like, you know, with my hat on and just, you know, I, got, I, had, I had my black, you know, I had some um, – at the time, I had on some Jordans. I remember I had Jordans on my feet, and I was just—I had a different swag about doing it. Like you know, like when I would when I would watch it, like when I look back, I would I would be watching how it was done, and I was like, man, we got to make this cooler. This this could be hipper and cooler. That's what I was thinking to myself. I was like you know, it's tradition, but the way that they're doing these dance moves, I think we could do it and make it look a little, you know, a lot more, lot, lot more hip and a lot more cool. You know, put a little bit more swag on it, and and that's what my attitude always was. Right. And people, they noticed it. You know, the Jewish community noticed it. You got to remember, they, they, the Jewish community is a small community. People think it's a big, huge community. It's a small, everybody knows everybody. Right. And the word of mouth got out. It was this new cat. That's what, that's what <laughs> I later found out. They were like, it's this new guy. You got to have him on your party. And I started getting requests. And so on that Monday from that party, I got requests. It was like three different families. Every, and the guy, he said to me, hey, I'm going to pay you this much. He said, how would you like to do I was like, well, it's not going to interfere with my music, right? It's not going to interfere with anything I'm doing through, through the week. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. Nah. So I was like, cool. So I started getting requested. And I, and, I, and next thing you know, by me being a rapper, you know, I, I was like, I knew how to grab the mic. And I was watching that guy at the time and watching other people and how it was done. I was studying them. You know, that guy, he was really good. I give him, love, you know, respect. You know, he, he, was, he was really good. Uh, his white guy, you know, he was good at what he do. But I was like, I got to do it my way. Like, right. and he said, right. one day he asked me to MC. He was like, how would you like to MC? You know, right. call MC with me in my party. I was like, cool. So he gave, he went on the mic and then he gave me the mic and I gave it a different approach. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a, a okay. way different approach where it was truly about uh, giving something like, like, you know, when you, you it's, it's a difference when you get on the mic and you get on that mic and you just start, you know, making it all about you trying to be a star doing it. I wasn't on that. I was really highlighting the family. There and really go. highlighting their go. friends. There you go. And, like, I took a go. approach of let me be selfless. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I was really in that mindset. Like, this, it's a little kid. You know, I want it to be about them. Because when you're 13, you don't know if you're tall enough, right. if you're strong enough, mm-hmm. if you're pretty enough. You have all these different thoughts in your mind at 13. So I was like, let me highlight them like they the star. Hold on. That's the We're on the phone with uh, the king of all misfits in Chicago, Kareem Wells. Fascinating story. Fascinating story about how you given an opportunity you educate yourself on the opportunity, you turn it into a brand, and you turn it into a thriving business of 36 employees. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversation. Kareem Wells, straight out of Chicago, West Side. Money Making Conversation. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. On the phone is a native of Chicago's West Side. He's the founder and CEO of Flow Entertainment, an interactive entertainment company. He's also a recording artist with a level with Level Next Music, an established songwriter, music producer, and the founder of the KWOE Hope Foundation. The reason I have him on the phone, besides all those tremendous uh, accolades that I gave you, is that he is known as the king of bar mitzvahs in the city of Chicago. And um, I'm familiar with the city of Chicago. He's African-American. And he's, uh, I read one of them say he's handsome, he's tall. You know, people just be giving you extra, Kareem, extra handsome and tall. I said, yeah, I got to say all that. 
to say he's talented, but you know, she said he's handsome and tall. But the more importantly, this is what I love about your story, and I'm so happy you're on my show, money making conversations about uh, letting people uh, see other slices of life to be successful. Because what I always try to do with individuals is that, you know, there's so many lanes that you can be successful, so you can have a career, that you can gain financial support for your lifestyle, but keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. And that's what happened to my career. A lot of people say, always tell me, Rashawn, you know how to reinvent yourself. It's because I see opportunities. I also see the work that's tied to that opportunity. And I'm committed to being successful because I'm willing to do the work. When I hear your story, Mr. Called at the last minute, Mr. Just come on in and, and do your thing. You saw an opportunity, whether it was natural or it was calculated, to become engaged. And by becoming engaged, you establish a business. A business that right now is very successful that you established in yourself where your bookings are three years in advance. My friend, that's a great thing. And I have to just say congratulations on that before we start talking about anything else. That has to be applauded as a young entrepreneur. You in what they call that that, that age group of of being a millennial. And you're you're making it happen. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You know, um, one of the things you said about putting in the work, like that's something that a lot of people miss. And the truth is, you know, I put in the work when everybody else is asleep. I'm a night owl, but when everybody else is sleeping, I'm up and I'm thinking about what I need to do. How can I be better? How can I make things better? And to be able to do that, um, hiring people, I don't, you know, you know Chicago, so you know what Inglewood is like. You know, the, I'm originally from the West Side, you know, from the projects, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I hire people from those areas. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm trying to get them an opportunity the same way I was given an opportunity to see things differently than just, you know, a four to eight block radius. You know, you know, being in the streets like I was, I was able to, you know, look, you know, reflect back and say, hey, man, I got I got to pull people up and get them out. Because before I was doing, you know, the whole bar mitzvah thing, before I got called for that party, I was pursuing music. But I also was a busboy. You know, I was a busboy at the East Bank Club at a, at a Richie little club over here. So I... I had opportunity to get out of the neighborhood. You know, I had opportunity to get out of, you know, to see something different, to open my mind up to, hey, I could do this. I, I could really do something other than, you know, what I was doing. You know, so I, I got there, started busting tables and, and <laughs> pursuing the music heavy. I, I, I just never gave up. I, you know, I, 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 I had What I hear is that you humble, you know, and um, I, I find that the lanes of success because of the fact that I've done a lot of significant things in my life. From a, from an entertainment standpoint, and I and I always remember this story. People always tell me when I was managing Steve Harvey very early on, when I was still doing stand up, and people would always say, "Man, you you're as funny as Steve Harvey. Why why would you manage him? Why would you why would you not build your career out? Because guess what? That wasn't part of my plan. My, that's I understood right. my plan. Yeah. Yes. And then, and I so that. and so that's why I hear coming out of you is understanding your lane. And a lot of people need to understand that. That when you're trying to build a plan for success, and that's what you that's what you're doing on this call right now. This is part of your brand build to be on money making yes. conversations. Because when you yes, book sir. three years in advance, you pretty much don't need a a, a salesman at this point. But you I would yes. like the people to understand your story. And let's go back a little bit on your story. You know, grew up in a rough 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 neighborhood in Chicago. Started selling yes. drugs when you were 14, and you dropped yes. out of high school two years later. Talk about that yes. journey. And and what made you what what made drugs an option? Well, when you, when you know when you growing up in a single parent household, you know like many many others that I know, my father was never in my life. 
you know, so we didn't, you know, I had I had anger about that. We didn't have, you know, I didn't have the latest clothes and the latest sneakers, and um, you know, we didn't have, you know, a lot of food. It was it was things that, you know, that could that for for a teenager, you know, like with, with you know with low self esteem, because most of us have when your father, you don't have that positive black male role model in your life. A lot of times, your self esteem ain't really in order. You're not really sure about things. You're not like I said, you're not sure if you're tall enough, if you're cool enough, if you're strong enough. You're just not, <laughs> and. I was presented with an opportunity from a guy that I just love to this day. He's no longer here. He got murdered. Um, his name is Marshall Hill Jr. We called him Chief. And he was somebody that took me in. He showed me how to, you know, make money. You know, I, I was presented with an opportunity. And at that age, you know, you're fearless. You really don't think about what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. You just go. You just go what the times is and, what, you know, what it is. And that's what I did. I followed this guy and I listened to him and he, you know, I know most people, you know, when you think of, you know, a drug dealer, you think, oh, this is this evil person. You think, you know, this person is no good. They they, they hate the community, this, this, this. It wasn't really like that. It was more so to survive. You know, you're thinking, you know, I'm doing this to survive. This person showed me how to survive in the streets. He showed me how to do, you know, how to sell drugs, how to how to do it. But in the same breath, as I got older and he saw I had a talent, he, he said I, he always told me he thought I had something special because I was always walking around rapping and, you know, singing melodies and doing stuff like that. And he was like, you know, you can't do this no more. Right. So he pulled me out. Him and a bunch of other guys from the neighborhood that I respect, Al, uh, Vess, and, and June, and George, just a lot of people that I respect, even to the day, I just respect them as individuals. And they're no longer in it either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But this particular person just believed in me. You know, to have a black man, and, and, I, and I know it's important, a lot of people may not understand this, but they really should. Um, when you have a black male that you can look up to, a positive male role model that you can look up to and that loves you and care about you enough to say, hey, yeah, you did. I did this for you so you could make money and so you could do something for your mama, right? But then as he saw something in me that I didn't even see in me, you know, right. the way he saw it, mm -hmm. he said, you could no longer do this. And he let everybody know from the community, everybody in the hood, everybody. And he moved me to a whole other neighborhood that I wasn't even from. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the same neighborhood as Adele Gibbons, the comedian. Right. Like, like I, I called her my big sister. Like, I, it was like that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I, you, I had a lot of people looking out for me and that believed in me. And, and when he did that, he gave it me three choices. Life. He said, changed your life. Yeah. And he said, get a job, go back to school, or um, he, said, he said, go back to school, get a job. He said, or go back to school. You go back to school, get your GED. He, he was he was for, telling me I got I got some things to do, three things that I needed to do, and I did those three. I did two of the three. Mm -hmm. I got a job, and I pursued my music. That was the third thing. He said, "Just pursue pursue your music." Mm -hmm. I chose to get a job, pursue my music, because at the time, I now I got a baby, you know, popping up. Mm -hmm. You know, things are changing, you know, like, you know, I got a baby and, mm -hmm. and, and it's like, you know, you having a baby at 16 years old. That's like, that's a no, no, you know, like, like, but it happened. And I, I did those two things. And in that same instance, I got hooked up in the bar mitzvah where along the lines, you know what I'm saying? As long as the, as the time went by, right. but she got, gets murdered. And I had to make a conscious decision. Am I going to go and try to revenge and find out who did it and really go crazy because I was hurt? You know what I mean? That was right. somebody I really loved, like that I knew loved me. You know what I'm saying? No matter what nobody say, you know, he, he made some bad decisions in his life. But you he, know, was your, um, he was your father. But he was, he was your adult. Yeah, he was like my father figure. He's my big brother, like for real, all day. And I, and I, 
I had to make a decision, and I made it, and I pursued my music, and I got a job, and I got on my first commercial, you know, doing like a little voiceover on a commercial by a guy you know, by the name of You know, the of interesting Ivan. thing about the, what your story, Kareem, and I always tell people this, and I tell them, is that there's a fork in the road on every decision we make in life. That's why people are in yes. jail. That's why people are not. And I and I can tell you this. I've done some silly things in my life where I could have been arrested for doing silly stuff. You know, what I deem mm-hmm. silly when I look back on it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially stuff I did when I was pledging my fraternity. Because they made you do stuff, yeah. you know. And uh, But they didn't. the negative thing didn't happen to me. And also in the situation of violence, you know, the walk yeah. away or the hanging there or or the manhood, mm-hmm. or all those things. Mm-hmm. But my man, uh, know that I, I respect your life. I respect your efforts. I, res- I, I, I'm proud of the fact that you have a title like the King of Mitzvahs in uh, Chicago. But before we wrap up, I want to—I'll be remiss if I don't talk about the KWOE Hope Foundation. In a short synopsis, tell us exactly what that is, Kareem, so we can uh, okay. know how we can make donations if possible. Uh, it's a 501c3. Uh, it's, it's the Quo uh, Foundation and. I'm just really using using myself yes, and my life experiences to influence young young kids and, just, and, and to influence adults that they can. There's always room for change, and my story is to help really um, remove people from the communities that they're in, remove people from the communities that they're in, remove them from the mind state that they're in, more so remove them from the mind state that they're in because I was in that same mindset where I thought it was just about a certain thing. So my, my goal is to continue to go out speak because I do speak and engage where I go and just inspire the kids with my life story. You know, I went back and got my GED two years ago. Right. I went back. You know what I mean? I told them my entire story. So it's to really help change the trajectory of our young youth and to, so that they can make better choices. My job is to inspire them, to encourage them to do better and to be better. That is my job. And I'm going to always do that. As a black man, I'm going to be that black man that can inspire people, that can inspire the kids. And I want to show the different white people, and I want to show the other communities that, look, no, not all bad things come from these places. Right. Bad things come from everywhere in the world. Like, I want to show you that, look, you got this young black high school dropout, ex-drug dealer who is now called the king of the mitzvahs. And I'm running some of the top the, <laughs> the top parties in the country. Like, well, that, that is the truth. That's awesome. And hey, Kareem, I got to wrap it up, my friend. Sure. But uh, you know, yeah. uh, I want them to give you my cell number so we stay in touch when I come to Chicago. We go to Batters and Berries and rap a little bit. My friend, I appreciate you coming on Money Making Conversation. And anytime you need Rashawn McDonald, I'll be there for you. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com/iheart.